Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rethinking Rehab with Dr. Shane Smith. I'm a licensed physical therapist practicing out of Naples, Florida, and I've been working in the rehab department down here with orthopedic and neurologic problems for the last 10 years. This will be the final podcast of 2023, which is kind of wild to think about. Um, and just with the holiday chaos going on uh, previously, I did get an opportunity to come on last week and do a podcast, so I wanted to try to sneak one in on my last work day of this calendar year. I hope everybody listening has had a wonderful holiday season. I know for me, it always feels like once we get to October, the last three months of the year just go flying by. December being probably the busiest with just a lot of the holiday and family gathering things that go on. You know, for our house, getting Christmas presents and getting Christmas party stuff planned. We always host Christmas Eve at our house. So there's a lot going on this month. Uh, and one of the things I always appreciate about this time of the year and this part of December is now most of the holiday chaos is over. Houses are starting to get back to normal, schedules for both work and normal exercise activities are starting to get a little bit back to normal. And one of the things people typically want to think about this time of the year, me being one of those people as well, is New Year's resolutions and looking into what are some things that I could improve upon for myself as a person, what are some things I can improve upon as a physical therapist, and what are some things I can improve upon as a business owner. So I always feel that this week we're in before the new year is really good for reflection and kind of looking at what went well for you this calendar year, what was more challenging, and if you face similar challenges you did this year, next year, how would you manage handling those challenges? Would there, would there be things that you would do differently next year if the same problems arise? And I think some of these basic questions I'm proposing now are things we all should be thinking about to improve as people. And I did some background research because I was interested, um, how often do these things actually work? You know, like how often does somebody set a New Year's resolution and actually follow through with it? Um, I did an interesting um, trial last year with my New Year's resolutions. In past years, I have done one, maybe two New Year's resolutions, which tend over time to kind of be dropped out or, or you lose thought of it. I'm usually good for three to maybe four months sticking to a goal. And then usually something comes up and limits my ability to complete it. So I thought maybe it's too easy and that's why I'm not following through with it. So my crazy self thought last year around this time, I need to set New Year's resolutions. I need to do more than one or two and I need to physically write them down somewhere so that I can keep looking back as a reference to what those goals were because that's typically my issue three to four months in is I start forgetting about what were those goals I set again. Um, so this year, or excuse me, 2023, this current year we're in, um, I went a little overboard and I wouldn't recommend doing this, but I had six personal New Year's resolution goals and I had about eight business professional goals. And I will say the majority of my personal goals I did reach. However, I fell short on half or more of my professional goals. So that was kind of my re reflection these last couple days 
is how and why didn't I hit certain goals I had set for 2023? Are those 2023 goals still relevant today? And should I retweak them or reduce some of them to make it more feasible to succeed with next year? So I thought it'd be good to go through some simple takeaways that I have found over the last couple of years with setting goals, reaching goals, and then moving past those. Because there are certain steps that you need to do in order to set a realistic goal that is achievable and something that you can continually do throughout the year. So some of my tips for New Year's resolutions, first being make your goal reasonable and make your goal real. So when you look at reasonable and real goals, you can't really go for shooting for the moon. Um, I also think they need to be quantifiable. So you need to be able to numerically decide how am I doing with my goal? Am I halfway there? Am I almost there? And I think one of the easier examples when talking about this is looking at a weight loss goal. So you shouldn't set a weight loss goal to look how I did 10 years ago because that is a skewed perception of yourself that you may not even be able to know what your weight and clothing size was 10 years ago. But you would know that if I lost a few pounds, I may fit into my clothes better and I might physically and mentally feel better about myself. So I think weight loss goals are great ones. It's one of the most common goals people set for themselves at the new year. Um, I think you should look at an actual number. How many pounds do you want to lose this year? And then you can kind of backtrack from the big goal to manageable goals. I would also tell you that linking your goals to habits also helps with success. And this is one people don't think about as often. So one of my goals from last year was to stay more current on events going on in the world, as well as try to stay more frequently updated on various things going on in the physical therapy rehab world. I don't have a ton of time to sit on my phone, on my computer. My life is taken up majorly with work-related tasks, with family-related tasks, and some leisure time that's not enough to do what I really want to do. Not to mention I don't really want to have to be doing research-based stuff all the time when it's my free time. So one thing that I did is to group it to a habit of something I already do. So what I now do in the car is I listen to podcasts, going to work, going home from work. If I have to run errands in the car, podcasts are on. That allows me time that otherwise was just used with listening to music that I'm now learning something while I'm in the car riding. It has made car rides a little bit more enjoyable because I have something I'm looking forward to when I get in the car, as well as it has helped my professional life because when I'm in a treatment room talking to patients about things I'm hearing in podcasts, I've got more information and more knowledge to be talking about. So, you know, maybe getting better with skills around the house. Maybe you want to be a more of a handyman. Maybe there's a podcast out there that talks about various ways to DIY and fix things yourself. In the car is a great time to listen to that. Maybe you go to when I'm at home getting up in the morning or before bed, I'm going to watch one or two YouTube videos a week. Something along those lines that will give you some time to actually watch and learn what you're hoping to do for your goals. So creating goals with our current habits we already have is an excellent way to make sure and solidify that you're going to reach your goals. Also, don't forget that it takes steps 
to get somewhere. And I think that's another concept people lose sight of or forget what to do. The saying I've heard in the past that I think represents as well is, how do you eat an elephant? Not saying I advocate eating elephants, but how do you eat an elephant? You eat an elephant bite by bite. You can't take that whole elephant and throw it in your mouth at once. It just doesn't work. Um, you have to take small incremental bites to consume it. So if you're looking at the elephant being your New Year's resolution, how do you successfully accomplish that goal? I think accountability, looking at how do I keep myself accountable for my actions? How do I help others keep me accountable for my actions? Also are huge aspects. And how do I step-by-step choose goals that are attainable and also rewarding to reach. Um, for me in physical therapy world, a lot of times we're looking at end goals for a patient to be pain-free back to normal everyday life. Um, I had a patient in here with knee pain. She had difficulties with walking. Her main exercise form was walking. She listened to music and did other things on her walks that were very therapeutic. And those aspects of the walk is what she was missing almost as much as the physical activity itself. I told her our goal long term, the end of care will be you walking the four to five miles with minimal to no discomfort and not having any worse symptoms after doing it. But we can't expect that in a day, two days, a week or two weeks. This is something that will take time and it takes steps to get to your end goal. So when I spoke to her, our goal initially was let's start some form of an exercise program for you to develop some strength and stability of the knee without irritating it. So once we achieved that goal, we stepped to our next goal, which was now that we have set up a 30 minute exercise routine for you that you're successfully doing, let's now take you to walking. And we started doing treadmill walking because treadmill walking is easier than on land walking. There's less propulsion forces needed, so less strain on muscles around the knee. Once she was able to walk 10 to 15 minutes on the treadmill without severe or worsening pain, we then took it to the road, which she wanted. That took about three weeks to go from severe pain, I can't walk or go upstairs, to I'm now walking about a mile with moderate discomfort. Fast forward another two weeks, we had her back at her four to five week goal. The only way I got her to the end goal was keeping a smaller prize in her eyes of what's the next step to get to the end goal. And I think that concept of incremental step-by-step -step is really, really important when you set New Year's resolutions. So going back to what I initially touched on is one of the most common goals that people set for the new year is to lose weight. Unfortunately, when we get to this holiday time, um, there's a lot of bad foods or sweets and higher fat content foods than we typically eat that we have because it's a holiday. Uh, there's typically more alcohol consumption because there's a holiday. Um, and unfortunately, we drink more and eat foods that aren't normally in our diets. We typically add more fat at that time. Compound that with the majority of the country is dealing with much colder weather. We have a natural tendency when it's colder outside to want to eat more food so that we can add some insulation to our body. It's something that's very challenging to stop, but it is psychologically there for a lot of people. Um, so there's a lot of factors you're fighting against to lose weight in the new year. And I think that's also another reason why people want to lose weight so much in the new year. So going back to a goal 
of let's say 24 pounds of weight loss in a year. Now, 24 pounds might seem like a lot to some, it might not seem like enough to others, but 24 pounds is pretty substantial. Um, 24 pounds of weight loss would be the equivalent to three inches off of your waist. So, I mean, that's a pretty good size change in terms of a visual. To look at a New Year's resolution of 24 pounds of weight loss, you need to break that down 12 times. So instead of looking at 24 pounds over the year, how many pounds do I need to lose a month? Well, 24 just dropped to two real quick. Two pounds a month is very, very doable. Um, that then takes you to a half a pound a week of weight loss. Most people would say half a pound a week. Yeah, I can handle doing that. That's probably cutting out three nights of dessert and exercising one or two days a week. And you're probably at that goal at 24 pounds a year gone. Now, you couldn't mentally come to that conclusion of a half a pound a week, three desserts a week, and exercising two extra days to get to the goal without chopping that 24 pounds down into a weekly goal and what is my steps to achieve? How am I going to succeed with this goal? Just like with my patient with knee issues, we started with a small, easy, achievable goal to build confidence and success with the process. Once we started to see segments of success, steps in the way towards our big goal, the walk up those stairs got a lot easier and it got a lot more motivating as time went on. Um, when my patient with knee issues got to three miles again and she was able to walk almost a 5K, she had felt that she was going to get better from this. And, and to see somebody um, who walks four to five days a week for exercise and for mental health feel that they'll never be able to do that again and to see the light in their eyes and the smile on their face when they know that they're going to do it again, it's such a rewarding, wonderful thing. I hope that everyone listening gets to feel that same goal that my patient felt, but it wasn't easy. She had accountability of herself. She knew what she wanted to do. She had advice and guidance from me on the steps it's going to take to get there. And she had me helping motivate and cheerlead for her on the sidelines. And you may not have a therapist like myself that's there to motivate and cheerlead you on the sidelines. That's why bringing other people into the mix and, and informing friends and family about what your goals are and the most important thing is why it's important to you. Because if I had a patient tell me, I want to get shoulders, I want to improve my shoulder strength uh, so I can do more things, okay, that, that's great. I hope to achieve that for you. But if I was told by someone, I want to improve my shoulder strength so for the first time in my life, I can actually pick up my granddaughter and give her a kiss and throw her in the air, now I've got some, some, some meat to the bones of the real reason why you want this. And now I know your true heartfelt reason. I'm more motivated to get you to that goal too. And I think other people in general will feel that way. You know, if, if you spoke to a spouse and said, you know, I really want to lose 24 pounds this year, not just so I look good, but so that I can maybe get back to an active lifestyle without my hip pain constantly bothering me every time I try to exercise. Now that's a, a multi-tiered thing. And, and I think when you put more information behind why you're achieving or why you're going for these New Year's goals, I think it makes others more motivated to help you achieve that. And the accountability is going to be from others asking you questions, asking you how things are going. And hopefully, if they're good motivating friends or family, will give you positive affirmations along the way, such as, I can tell you've lost some weight since the start of that New Year's resolution. Your clothes are fitting you better or you're moving a lot better. I can tell you've been exercising. 
All of these little comments to people that are in the grind of a year-round goal need those positive affirmations from others. It really, truly motivates someone so much more than you could hardly know. Um, I had a patient in here I hadn't seen since last year, and he had lost, I don't know, 20, 30 pounds since I'd seen him last year because he had to change some things in his diet due to certain things his doctor wanted him to do up north. And by making one to two changes in his diet, one being... I'm not going to eat red meat more than two nights a week, and the other being I'm not drinking alcohol more than one or two nights a week. Those two life changes over four months of time or five months of time, whatever that time exactly was, he had dropped substantial amount of weight. And now because he had seen the results and the goals and had been told by so many that he hadn't seen in many months how good he was looking, he was fully committed, motivated to keep this going forever. And that's kind of the biggest goal you hope to achieve from a New Year's resolution is you want the New Year's resolution to become a habit that benefits you as a person going forward in life. Because once we succeed with these New Year's resolutions over one year, we now have a different level of confidence in our ability to stay committed to something. I feel like today that's one thing a lot of people don't want to do. It's, oh, I'll try to do this for a week and I don't like it, so I stop. And, oh, I'll try to do that and it doesn't seem to work after a couple weeks, so I'll stop. It's all about time and staying committed to something that makes it succeed. And any New Year's resolution you set will be the same. It takes roughly 2,000 volitional attempts of doing something before it becomes habit. I would also like to say it takes at least 2,000 times of thinking I need to do something before you mentally agree that this is what I have to do. And I think those things are also benefited by having positive affirmations and, and positive uh, accountability from friends. But the accountability can't end with friends and family. It has to just start there. It has to also be with yourself. If you, as the person trying to achieve a goal, aren't fully committed to the goal, it will never happen. And I feel that reminders of why you started in this journey of whatever it is you decided to go on is really needed on a regular basis. Um, whether it be a picture of your old self of how you looked at a certain time period, whether it be uh, an award you won at some point in time for being the best golfer that you hope to get back to at some point, uh, maybe it's a project or something you did at one point or something that needs work that's a reminder. This is why you need to get your, your handyman skills up because this project's not going anywhere until you figure out how to fix it. Um, those mental visual reinforcements and reminders are very much needed. And another one that I found really helpful for me last year with some of my resolutions is go into your calendar this year and just randomly set reminders every few months for next year about your New Year's resolution. Because throughout the year, at times you least expect it, all of a sudden a reminder pops up from you at this time when you're most motivated why you need to stick to the course of your resolution. That will go equally as far of re-motivation as somebody else telling you to do it as well. So, you know, keep focused, develop a plan, make your New Year's resolution achievable, attainable, realistic, and kind of think about what are my monthly and or weekly steps to maintain or to achieve the goal that I'm setting. Is it scheduling and setting time apart or is it creating an old habit with new components that allow for the goal to be reached? Whatever those details are that work best for you, Go at it. Have fun with it. I, I hope all of you listening that stick to and really try to get your resolutions uh, succeeding this new year, I hope they all work out well. And I hope you feel that you're a better person at the end of the day, if not for completing them, for at least taking the uh, positive step in attempting them. Because 
Failure is just a bump in the road. You got to keep working, keep trying, learn from your mistakes, and eventually you'll succeed. I wish everybody a happy new year. And until next year, everybody, stay healthy, stay happy, and keep moving.